All right, everyone, welcome to the Toasty Kettle Podcast, where we help you connect with the past through food. My name is James, I'm your host, and today is episode 55. So before I dive into today's show, I wanted to take a moment and thank you all for listening to the show. My listeners are growing daily, and it means a lot. So today, I'm not going to ask for reviews or ask you to tell a friend about the show. I simply want to say thanks. Thanks for finding the show. Thanks for listening. Now, I don't know about you, but I do a lot of my deepest thinking in the shower. A lot of my brilliant ideas come to me when I'm standing under a stream of hot, steamy water. When I was in the shower last week, I was thinking about the show, and I wanted to talk about where instant ramen came from. Today's episode is going to be all about ramen and its history, including instant ramen. Before I dive into the instant ramen that feeds countless college students, we need to do a deep dive into ramen as a whole and its long history. When we think of ramen, naturally we think of Japan. Those two are synonymous. It makes sense to start there. Now, there are a lot of theories about the origins of ramen. The most plausible theory I found is that it simply came to Japan from Chinese immigrants in the late 19th to early 20th century. And these immigrants set up shop in the Yokohama Chinatown and began serving simple wheat noodles in broth, topped with Chinese roast pork. Now that sounds like ramen to me, and it sounds delicious. According to the Yokohama Ramen Museum, yes, there is an actual ramen museum. Ramen was brought to Japan by Chinese immigrants in 1859, so they actually attach a year to it. The word ramen is a transcription of the Chinese word lamian, which is the Chinese word for soft wheat noodle. And I'm probably going to butcher a lot of the names and a lot of things in here, similar to my sushi episode that I did. I just don't speak Japanese. What can I say? So continuing on, the first official ramen shop opened in Tokyo in 1910, and the Japanese owner employed 12 Cantonese cooks from Yokohama's Chinatown. Ramen began to really gain popularity after World War II. And in 1945, Japan had their worst rice harvest in 42 years. This caused major food shortages. The U.S. poured a bunch of cheap wheat flour into the market to help deal with those shortages. Uh, During the war, Japan actually banned outdoor food vendors, and in the post-war period, the U.S. upheld that ban. However, the government food distribution was often inefficient. It was lagging sometimes 20 days behind when a request was put in, and people were starving. Uh, Simply put, people needed food. And many people turned to this black market of food vendors to prevent starvation. Now, anytime you have a black market, anytime something is outlawed and you have an underground black market, you introduce a lot of crime and corruption into that market. And uh, you had a lot of people that were gangsters, bullies, that were 
uh, running the show, pulling the strings. Uh, thousands of vendors were arrested by authorities during this time. Uh, and it just was a, a tough time, a tough system for these ramen vendors to really get a foothold. Millions of Japanese troops eventually began returning from their being stationed in China and East Asia. They were returning home from the war. And these soldiers were familiar with wheat noodles in the 1950s. The wheat flour exchange controls, as well as a ban on food vendors, they were loosened and also removed. And without the fear of being arrested, and with an influx of uh, millions of troops craving these wheat noodles and having a now a abundance and availability of wheat that have been pumped into the market, uh, ramen seemed to be the natural conclusion. So without the fear, again, of being arrested, thousands of ramen shops began opening up publicly throughout Japan. And that brings us to where we are today. Currently, there are 5,000 ramen shops around Tokyo and 24 to 25,000 ramen shops throughout Japan. So it is a major thing, a big deal in Japan. So what goes into a bowl of ramen? Authentic ramen noodles contain four ingredients in the noodles. Wheat, uh, wheat flour, salt, water, and kansui. Kansui is an alkaline water containing sodium carbonate or potassium carbonate. And these minerals give a distinct yellow hue to the noodles. A lot of people think that the yellow noodles are egg noodles, but they're not. This water gives a firm, chewy texture to the noodle. Eggs have at times been substituted for the kansui just to have the look that authentic ramen has, uh, but authentic ramen does not use egg noodles. The stock is made from a variety of ingredients. It really depends on the style, and I'll go into some of those styles in a minute. But generally, chicken or pork bones uh, and meat is boiled for hours uh, with other ingredients like beef bones, kelp, sardines, seaweed, mushrooms, onions. Uh, those also might find their way into the broth. Speaking of broth, there are several distinct varieties that are worth mentioning. You have tonkatsu broth, which is a cloudy white broth. This is made by boiling pork bones and fat for many, many hours. And the collagen and fat melt into the broth and give it a creamy consistency, kind of like milk or melted butter. And it's really popular, really delicious, served with that wavy noodle and the chashu pork on top. Shoyu ramen has a clear brown broth made from chicken and vegetables. It also contains a healthy amount of soy sauce. And shoyu ramen usually has uh, curly noodles as well and not the straight noodles. Shio ramen is the oldest of these major types of ramen. It has a pale, clear, yellowish broth with plenty of salt. It also uses a combination of chicken, fish, vegetables, and seaweed. The legendary chashu pork is sometimes uh, swapped out for chicken with this one. Miso ramen is fairly new to the ramen family, and this is distinctly Japanese. And it was developed in Hokkaido. It's a miso broth blended with a chicken or fish stock, and it has a tangy 
aftertaste that holds up really well to big, bold ingredients with big flavors like cabbage, ground pork, leeks, and corn. Kare ramen is a curry ramen. Many cities in Japan claim ownership of kare ramen. The city of Maroran, Sanjo City, and the city of Katori all claim to be the originators of this ramen. And this is made with a pork broth seasoned with curry. The noodles are thick and curly and usually topped with chashu pork and bean sprouts. Different regions in Japan have adopted these and many other varieties. There's actually 22 distinct varieties. I'll get to that when I hit the quick facts. But ramen is incredibly versatile and it's rapidly increasing in popularity worldwide. So when I was growing up, the only ramen I knew about was the instant variety. You know, we all know those packs, the brick and noodles, you boil it in the water, you pour in the seasoning packet, and you're good to go. I didn't even know that there was an intense labor of love containing real unprocessed noodles and broth that has been boiled for hours I didn't eat a ton of ramen in my college years, but in my freshman year, I definitely experienced college uh, on ramen. And I want to talk about instant ramen for a minute. Instant ramen was invented in 1958 by uh, Momofuku Ando in Japan. Ando worked for Nissan Foods at the time. The very first product was marketed as chicken ramen, chicken with a K, uh, instead of the CK in there. I thought it was pretty funny. Chicken ramen. Ando developed the entire method of making the noodles, steaming, seasoning, and then dehydrating in oil heat to create the final instant product. And these original noodles didn't come with the powder packet we are familiar with today. The noodles came pre-seasoned. All you had to do was boil them in water and you were good to go. When they first launched, chicken noodles were considered a luxury item in Japan. Even though they were incredibly cheap, grocery stores in Japan would sell fresh noodles for a fraction of the, uh, of the cost of those instant noodles. And the instant noodle trend gradually began to catch on. In an effort to improve the taste, manufacturers began including the flavor packet instead of seasoning the noodles during manufacturing. That also helped the quality improve dramatically. In 1971, Nissen blew our collective minds by unveiling the cup of noodles. And this is the holy grail of my college experience. When I was in my freshman year, I had a microwave in my dorm room and a mini fridge, so I couldn't store any fresh food and I had no way to cook it. So a cup of noodles was easy to make and very accessible. It fit my budget nicely, and it supplemented my cafeteria food that I was eating. When I got sick of the cafeteria, I relied heavily on those cup of noodles to get me through. This is why instant noodles are stereotypically associated with college students. We're all living on limited budgets with a limited kitchen or sometimes no kitchen, and the result is something that is quick, easy, tasty, and fills the tummy. I have to say, uh, this isn't the healthiest option out there, but it remains a college staple for many of those reasons. The original cup of noodles contained seasoned noodles in the cup, 
uh, no veggies, no meat. It wasn't long until these were enhanced with dried vegetables and dried meat. Instant noodles came to the United States in uh, 1972. And the popularity skyrocketed. In the United States, all instant noodles are called ramen. Elsewhere in the world, they call them instant noodles. We call them ramen. You can find a variety of brands in your local grocery store for 25 cents or less. However, if you want to up your instant noodle game, go to an Asian market and spend a little bit more for a much better product. Usually, the packs will cost around uh, a buck is all, uh, but they have a higher quality noodle with a better chew and they will have seasoning oils that come in along with the powder. Sometimes they'll have veggies or meats that are dried in there with it. It's just really a much better uh, experience overall. And uh, since I've started doing that, I've found it hard to go back to the 25 cent variety uh, now that my eyes have been opened to a superior product out there. So that's all I have for ramen and for instant noodles and, the, and their history. It's kind of interesting. I've definitely enjoyed learning about it. I am going to end with some fun facts about ramen. The average Japanese person eats 40 packs of instant noodles in a year. That's a lot of noodles. Uh, China is the largest consumer of instant noodles, with demand reaching 40.25 billion servings of instant noodles each year. Indonesia is the second largest consumer, with demand reaching 12.54 billion servings of noodles. So steep drop-off after China. And like I mentioned, we covered five different distinct varieties of ramen today. However, Japan has 22 distinct varieties of ramen. If you were to live off ramen for one year, it would cost you around $150. So if you are into being thrifty and you don't mind killing your gut, go for it. That's a budget for three packs of ramen a day, breakfast, lunch, dinner, seven days a week. Ramen noodles were the first type of noodle eaten in space. I thought that was interesting. Momofuku Ando developed a version of instant noodles in 2005 for Japanese astronaut uh, Soichi Noguchi's trip into space on the Discovery Space Shuttle. The noodle length inside your average pack of ramen noodles is 51 meters exactly. That is roughly the length of two basketball courts. When eating ramen, it's considered respectful to not speak while eating. This moment of silence shows respects to the cooks and chefs who took the time to create that amazing bowl of noodles and broth that you are experiencing. Slurping your noodles has a dual effect. It's a twofer. It is considered respectful to slurp and is a sign you enjoyed your meal, so you knock out the cultural respect side of the equation, and it also cools the noodles as you eat them. Nissen today has 29 plants in 11 countries. They have net sales of over $3.2 billion a year and employ 21,900 people. That's not bad for a product that wholesales for 12.5 cents. 
in Japan, ramen is called gakusei raori, which is translated to student cuisine. So it was evidently destined to become a college student's favorite food. In 2011, 95 billion servings of ramen were eaten worldwide. That's enough to feed 260 million people every day for a whole year. Now, I want you for a minute to think about all of the tremendous technology, all the innovation, all of these crazy inventions that have come out of Japan. They've revolutionized televisions, speakers, headphones, music, gaming, kitchen appliances, and cars. Regardless of these other brilliant con uh, contributions to mankind, Japanese people voted instant noodles as the best invention of the 20th century. So this was a poll, a survey that was done in Japan, and they voted that, ja that instant noodles were the best invention of the 20th century in Japan. And in case you were shocked by that result, karaoke was second place. So I enjoyed that fact. And as I was reading more about it, I understood they view that as something that was purely Japanese. They invented this product that is consumed worldwide, that college students everywhere are obsessed with, or that's all they can afford. And, uh, and they're proud of it. I love that. That's all I have for you today. You can find out more about me and my show at Toasty Kettle uh, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and ToastyKettle.com. That's where I post new shows every week. Thanks for listening. Until next week.